0: The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. So we talked about tonight for the rest of our lives, where are we going to be when we turn 25? It's the end of another incredible NPL season. Red Star get a little bit of revenge uh, in the men's competition and do the clean sweep in the women's. We're going to talk about all that and everything else we can think of to wrap up what's been a sensation in
1: 2022 on the Pet Football Podcast.
0: He does Dr. Dre lyrics. I just try to get in some vitamin C. Anyway, here we are. It is the final episode. It probably won't be the final episode. We'll do one more in the amateur cupity cup, cup, cup. So it's been a long weekend. If I sound completely fatigued, it's not the pints at the Vic before this. It is the uh, long, long 11 games. Tommy calculated it at over 1,000 minutes of emceeing and commentary that we did over the weekend at all the top four cup games. We've had a few. Fair play, but, but <laughs> fair. they deserve it to be fair to them. we We do deserve it. Tommy Dolman, thanks for coming back.
1: Always a pleasure, guys. Glad to be here for this uh, end of season special. How are you, producer
2: Kalichi? I'm terrific, mate. I I feel super proud and super excited to uh, have my
0: Monday nights back as well. (laughs) Yeah, it will be good. The weekends will be nice to have back, too. We've also got an old man that loves to yell at clouds, Mr. DC himself, David Cantoni. Welcome to the podcast for the first time.
3: Pleasure to be here, gentlemen.
0: So uh, David's just reached out a few times, mostly just to uh, argue with people on Facebook uh, every time we put up a post. But we love that and we love the support. And uh, he's, he's a very uh, argumentative football man. So if Tommy says something. I don't know if it's argumentative. I think he's got opinions. Well, he does. But you can't have opinions and not be argumentative in this day and age, Kalichi.
1: Opinions won't keep you warm at night. Just tell me you appreciate the traffic.
2: I appreciate the traffic, mate. I appreciate the clicks.
0: Oh, I thought they were song lyrics again. Anyway, we are back. We've had a massive week of top four cup action at Dorian Gardens. It all ended with, uh, on Saturday night, we had the uh, State League finals on Sunday. But let's cut back to that massive, massive game. Red Star. Which Red Star? Red Star Revenge. We'll talk about the men's first because finally... After being done in stoppage time so many times by Florian Athena, they finally got a little bit of magic in. Oh, the West Ham final is known as the Steven Gerrard final. Is this the Andy Higgins final? Absolutely. Far out.
2: What a player. Kalichi? Well, i was sat down next to you guys, and I was talking to uh, one of the homies from Perth, and I was asking him, like, I think it's uh, F- Do it. Do it, and we'll yeah, yeah, and we'll do it. Um, I was I was chatting to him. Shout out to to, to Mr. Do and he was saying, uh, oh, this guy is is a is a pure baller," and. You could see in the second half the influence that he had on that game where he would find all the open spaces, he would take a touch, he would he was just so creative. And the way that he played was genuinely a joy to watch at times. I'm like I'm not sure here. it looked like he was playing at a different speed or a different sport. He just had so much time in the world. And it was honestly a joy to watch. You see him at that level and you go, Oh, that's the difference. And and to yeah. think that he's not playing professional just makes you appreciate those professional players. Even more,
0: I think we can just uh, nickname him Doctor Who right now because that man can find a ton of space in a telephone box. Cheesy, good though. Yeah, good though. And but Tommy and I were saying on the commentary in the first half, I, I think I was saying, look, he's a player that may not get the plaudits from people that just come down and watch a game week after week. Uh, because he's he he just doesn't make a mistake. Of course, as soon as I said that on commentary, he sprayed a pass across field straight out of bounds. Mm-hmm. That was the one mistake he's made, I think, probably in the last twenty years. Uh, and but he is he is just so silky, so smooth, so calm on the ball, and that is usually his mo. And in that second half, he was like, no, that that's not just me. Now I'm I'm juggling balls and dinking balls over players' heads. I'm taking on two or three players if I need to, and every single touch. Was magic. I don't think I've seen a better performance. Certainly in the second half. Not that he had a particularly terrible first half, but I don't think I've seen as good a half of football in the MPL uh in the time I've been watching.
2: No, I I, I think you're right. I think it's it's as it's a virtuoso performance that goes up there with Santich in the final from last year.
0: Uh, well, that's a good shout,
2: yes. Uh, I, I do want to say a couple things on that was Callum Salmon the... That's Christian, sorry, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Daniel, <laughs> who was nominated uh for the uh for the uh, fullback of the year. Um but Callum Salmon was talking about it during the game and after the game saying we need to keep the ball and keep those touches and you can see and tommy will mention this as well as seeing from the sorrento game as well is when they're playing in those tight-knit areas that's when they are so dangerous and he was an absolute fulcrum for that and to to, to emphasize the point it's very rare for someone to score two goals in a cup final and we're like nah man that number 10 who didn't score yeah, he he was the best player on the park. And again, like I I I really wanted Tommy to say deadly Daryl Nickel like he did in the Sorrento game, and he did it. <laughs> but Andy Higgins was superb. And it, honestly it was a joy. The entire final, the entire sp uh, the entire spectacle was a joy to watch.
0: Shout out to Deadly Daryl Nickel, though, as well, because he went into that game where you on were On one saying, leg. On one leg, came off against Sorrento late. He said to you, off the record, we can probably <laughs> reveal it now, but he said off the record, it's it, it's a precaution, but it's not ideal. I think those were the words that you said. Um, but his performance, uh, just he needs two or three chances. Missed the one early on off the inside of the post and out the other side and out for a goal kick. And I think I think that's about as close as you can get to scoring when you hit the inside of the woodwork. It comes out the other side and then spins out for a goal kick. Uh, and and it just felt like that was the sliding doors moment. Red Star weren't going to get there, and then. Your boy, he, he just pops up. He just pops up with the header. The header was sensational. And then the last one was the, it's almost a microcosm of what I was saying on the podcast last week, where I don't want to damn him with faint praise, but it feels like he gets so lucky with his positioning, but it's obviously not when it's time and time and time again, he's just in the right spot. That last goal, he's just in the right spot. And it's what he's done all year. The header is world-class. The header is world-class. The last one, Looks lucky, but it is just world-class positioning. What a player as well.
2: The, the movement is spectacular and the movement especially on one leg because you go watch that game again and for example like if you're a dork like me go watch that game and go watch a Sorrento game and see his movement he is all over the place in that Sorrento game he's picking up space in the half spaces he's going in between the lines he's going on the far shoulder but in this game he like he had to conserve his energy and conserve his movements and you mentioned that that first chance that hits the post that was his first run in behind and you can see it he stops coming short he stops coming short until the last final 10 minutes And even watching it from where we are, that ball's come in and you've got, like, you don't see anyone there. Like, at first glance, you don't see anyone there. And then it's like, oh, of course, it's him to get the tap in at the
3: end. That is where you see class in a footballer. That is where you see class in a footballer. Where when they're not 100%, they're delivering. When they're 35 and they're not doing every single run in behind. Erling Haaland, he can do it all day.
0: Yeah, he's no down nickel though, is he? (laughs)
3: But when someone's not at 100% and they're delivering Mm. and there's nothing more heartbreaking than hitting the inside of the upright and it going out for a goal kick. And then
0: going 2-0 down after that and thinking like how many players, how many players think I missed that chance, get that beat back again. (laughs) How many players will take that, uh, will will miss that chance and then that will linger, linger in their mind. And we saw one in the, um, the Kingsway game at the end on the Sunday, you enforce it. I, I mean, I'm not going to bang on about it because no one wants to hear about that. One of the worst, most ridiculous misses you've ever seen. Uh, did you see it? So he's jinked he's inside. It's nil-nil, in Olympic Kingsway versus Mandurah City. Mandurah City have got half of the stadium packed out, making all this noise. He's got a chance to shut everyone up. He beats four or five players on this dribble, and he gets in. He's just one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and he just tries to do this ridiculous little dink and just lifts it straight into the goalkeeper's arms. And and then and it just felt like that was it. It didn't feel like Kingsway were going to come again. But Daryl Nickel misses that chance, and, and it's not a bad miss. By no means uh, he's made a mistake. He just hasn't quite hit it uh, a millimetre to the left. But, it's, but then harder, to come
3: back it's harder to do that than to score it almost.
0: But, yeah, but to come back and score a brace and to score the winner late on against a team that you know has got the wood over you, that's beaten you in stoppage on the last two games, they haven't beaten for like six or seven games. On one leg. On one leg. What a performance. Daryl Nickel.
1: I think it's just worth going back to that first half as well because Floret did put themselves in a really good position and they did essentially go 2-0 up with their first two major shots on target. Phil Arnold and Bailey Brown Montgomery, both with efforts from outside the edge of the area. And it was classic Floreau, really. They get their opportunities. They take them when they come. Um, that's just a testament to how they play and and the ruthless streak that they do have. Um, But to Sean's point, Red Star did have a lot of chances in that first half. It wasn't like they were completely outplayed despite being 2-0 down. They were more than in the game. But then to your guy's point, Higgins was the catalyst. And we actually said on commentary at the time, I think me and Sean were having a conversation. We were saying... What does Red star need to get do to get back into this game because they were sort of playing into the channels a lot for the pace of Nickel, and obviously that's something that you want to do because Nickel's such a good player and he's someone that you want to use and get on the ball as much as possible, but we were sort of saying, get the ball to healing, get the ball to Higgins because they've got the craft and they've got the guile to be able to get in between those lines and and maybe Nickel and didn't have
0: that pace on that day for of what we've already mentioned.
1: But but to, but to sort of just create a different angle and to create a different chance and to give Florian something different to think about rather than what they'd been dealing with throughout the majority of the game, which aside from that shot off the post, they did look relatively comfortable in doing so. But yeah, healing went off injured and I sort of thought, okay, they've lost one of those two players mm. now. But then Higgins stepped up and did um, what two players were essentially doing in there. And shout-out to Kai Murray as well, who came off the bench and essentially got two assists as well. He was really good as well off the bench too. He just gave them that extra option, playing on the right, cutting in from the right-hand side onto his left foot, just that different angle to what they had earlier in the game. So for those
0: that didn't watch it, I realise we haven't said the score because we've just launched into it. It was Florida 2, Perth Red Star 3, but a Florida Athena jumping out to a 2-0 lead. They've won the Where have night that happened series. Before? They've won the night series. You will get to you. I know you want to uh, reveal your uh, glorious statistic, Kalichi. Won the night series. They've won the league with three minutes to go to break the hearts of all the Red Star faithful and all the players. And they've gone 2-0 up and it is a monumental comeback. So 2-0 up to 3-2 win. Kalichi, you've uh, noticed a little pattern here.
2: I can't take credit for this. This was given us to uh, given, uh, given to us by um, Macron's very own John O'Reilly.
0: John O'Reilly.
2: And, of course, his team had a, had a part to play in that statistic, and the statistic is, Tommy?
1: Well, the, in the cup final, in the… Both cup finals. Yep, yeah, and in the final day of the season, and in the, well, you've already said both cup finals, but um, teams were 2-0 up in those games. And didn't go on to win the game. And got back to
2: match. 2-2. I th- well, oh, the, Yeah, so it was 2-0 yeah. lead at half, 2-0 uh, lead. The game ended up going to 2-2 and the winner was scored in injury time in all three of An those. Injury
0: like... time in every <laughs> single game. And that is why the quote that I want to live on in my legacy is that this league does drama like no other league. What a that league. Is, that is
3: ridiculous. David. That is definitely the old... Adage that they have in football that 2 0 is the most dangerous lead. What a load
0: of (laughs) shit. I hate that.
3: Press that beat button, please.
0: (laughs) But the 2 0 lead being the most dangerous lead in football is my all time most hated quote because a 1 0 lead is by far the more dangerous lead. Statistically, the more dangerous lead. Not. (laughs) There is. No. More teams look. Are, are you hey, going to challenge me on stats. this? Have hey, you, you have you to challenge me on this? Have you
2: listened to the stats on it but also like the mentality behind it? It's a mentality
1: I, thing. So basically what happens is when you've got a 1-0 lead, you subconsciously drop a little bit deeper. I know what Jose Mourinho thinks about you subconsciously defend a little bit more and you work it. harder on your shape. I get and it. I so if you've got a 2-0 lead, you're more open. The goal gets Tommy, scored, the momentum shifts.
0: I understand the uh thought process behind the quote, but statistically you will lose a one 0 lead more often, far more often than you will lose a two 0 lead. It is just, it, it is not even close. Oh, I do understand the thought process. This man also supports the team that's had the most famous three 0 lead loss. <sighs> um, Take over,
2: e- going, going, going back to the game. Let's give, let's give a moment to Florian as well. Um,
0: Montgomery's goal was delicious. Ah, oh, what and what a player he's been. And you know what? Good celebration, good again. celebration again, and and, and then Arnold as well, and the best one was he scores the goal, and this is back to Bailey, and then he just he can't help himself, he's he's yapping at someone in the crowd. I don't know who it was, but he's yapping at someone on the bench or in the crowd. I love it. It's yeah, I'm I'm I've come, I love it. I've come right. Around. I'm I'm all about that. I'm absolutely all about it. He has he has completely. Changed my opinion of it. And not not that I disliked him. He just had some pretty rubbish. Can, we, uh, can we make, can we year, make like a... What a season, what a player.
2: Can we make a team of talk your shit all-stars? Just players who like no matter what's going on, it's just like no, no, no. I, I will, I will speak to someone in the, the crowd. Like, yeah.
0: Is, well, uh, Phil is... Arnold and, ba- and Bailey Brown Montgomery are, are captain and vice captain.
3: Oh, I was gonna throw Seal Shirock in there. He's goalkeeper. But I feel like manager. you, manager.
0: I, I feel like you could pick like any number of goalkeepers. <laughs> and, then, like also, as we've noticed, the the uh, <laughs> the position that votes for themselves the most in the team of the year, in in both across the men's and women's. Men and women's man, you, you would not like... believe it. There, there, there are no women that vote for themselves apart from goalkeeper. And the best part was when Gabby was here. We're like, who would you vote for goalkeeper there? And like her face was just like, <laughs> can I say myself? <laughs> oh, goalkeepers, man, they are a different breed, aren't they? Um, did we? Yes, yes they
3: are. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my old man was a goalkeeper, and he was pretty bonkers. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: and just t- apple it. doesn't fall far from the tree, does it?
3: Yeah, I'm just scared of people. That's why <laughs> I won't jump on anyone as they're whacking a ball. <laughs> It's got to be the craziest position in football, I think.
1: Yeah. Did we
2: have any other um any other thoughts uh, And hockey from the from the game?
1: Yeah, I think it's worth acknowledging as well. Um for Perth Red Star to win silverware in both the men's and the women's competitions in the first season since the merger between ECU Junior Lab and Northern Redbacks is quite an achievement. Um there was a lot of um discussion about it. It was probably one of the most discussed things among all the forums that we've sort of looked at preseason everything like that but you have to say it's been a pretty seamless transition in, in truth the red star women have done so well in terms of the undefeated season the trophies will come onto to them in a second when we talk about that game but for the men as well to be right up there in the title race and to be essentially three minutes away from winning the league title before having it stolen away from them by floria and then to obviously go through a final series where they obviously beat Sorrento in the prelim really exciting game and then to do that in the final as well shows a lot of character and um, yeah, props to them, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we need to move on then, I guess, to that other final, the women's MPL top four cup final, which look, if I'm totally honest and I said to everyone, to both of you before the game, um, not to you, because I didn't see you before the game, David, but Red Star, Perth Red Star ladies, Hyundai NTC women's top four cup final. I was worried coming into this one, about the NTC because we were at that midweek game against Perth Soccer Club and they just left everything out there. And that last 45 minutes, so probably the last, maybe even the last half an hour plus the half an hour of extra time that we played was one of the hardest watches that I've had in football this year. Not not in terms of like that it's terrible football. It, it partly was, but partly because these players were just dead on their feet. They were dead on their feet on 60 minutes. It's It had been... Too long of a season, it was already a bridge too far, and I was worried about eight, nine, ten nil in this final. And, and so, in a in a, in a way, and I said this to uh, the NTC staff after the game, I, I was quite pleased with the three nil. I think I uh, Fernando it was that I spoke to. I actually think that they performed really well to to keep it to three because there was there was a real chance that that team with a week's break after they'd run themselves ragged in midweek, we're going to put eight, nine, ten past them. Um, so credit to them, but it was always going to be a Red Star win
3: and credit to the NTC program in general they're creating some amazing footballers playing amazing football they've got essentially kids out there beating adults in the 21s and and going hard at it against full grown athletes in the uh in the senior team it's it's credit where it's due football west have, have got that one right
0: Shout out to the Lalas as well, who we saw uh, and spoke to a bit on the weekend. Kalichi, you were sitting with Papa Lala. Yeah, and uh, he he has telling me about all the girls that he has in the family and that Tanika was supposed
2: to be the boy, but is doing more than any boy that he could have ever had imagined. And she's had a superb season and the amount of support. he <laughs> meant she was supposed to be the boy. Because he, he kept trying for boys. He, I think he's got four <laughs> girls um, and Tanika's a twin. But, but he was talking about that like even that that game that you're talking about against um against Perth on, on one hand he I think he worked shift and he was about to he needed to get, get to bed early for the night shift.
0: So did I. Yeah.
2: But then the game goes into extra time and he's like, Oh man, how's it gonna work? Um but that team, honestly, the job that they have done has been superb. Um, that game against, and I think it's a really big disadvantage, and we can have that conversation about how it works later, but to play against Fremantle is an intense and physical game. To then back that up against Perth for 120 minutes, mm-hmm. an intense and physical game. And Pete Rackage mentioned that who had a tough week, he knocked out by, and then his best friend. Oh, poor friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he mentioned that at the end of that game, he had four players out, two of them who had grade one hamstring tears, then had grade two hamstring tears, and that's all you can do is try yeah. to keep the people going. So the fact that they've withstood all of that, they would have had such a tremendous year. And to think about Tanika being the oldest player in that team at 18, and then to see the youngsters mm. who who are else in that team who have had such an experience. Like, you, you can say, I took on Kim Carroll, got my ass kicked, but I'm going to try again next season. Like, this is this is great growing pains Tana a of moment. Of, She's got. Oh, can we can we have a word on us. Grace Johnston as well? Because her performance was just. She had the grit between her teeth, the bit between her teeth. Sorry, and probably a like, bit of grit as well. <laughs> hit the
0: turf a few times.
2: Yeah, and of course they're missing
0: Georgia Cassidy as well, who's just. Oh, and exactly that that was the other yeah. thing as well. Without Georgia, you you were like this is it is just unfair, and yeah, the fact that they were competitive for most of the game and they kept it tight. I, it, it is a real testament, not just, and, and we've said this a few times with a lot of the young teams out there and a few of the other young teams that we saw uh, over the weekend, uh, particularly the Bayswater, the first game we watched Bayswater and Glory on the Saturday, so, such professional performances from such young players that, that don't just have this footballing talent, but have this match awareness as well. Uh, it's It's phenomenal. There are some real, real talents out there at the moment.
3: And that NTC program really bodes well for the NPL in the future because those players are going to grow up and, yeah. and and slot in at Perth oh, or it, at, at and I can't wait because it needs it because the, be the,
0: because the gap between top and bottom in the league is too much. You, like the gap in the men's league. If you look at Red Star playing up you think that gap's too much. But on their day, up can turn up and and. And beat Red Star. I, I still and, believe that. And like,
3: Kingsway are going to come up and be competitive, yeah, right? Exactly. So
0: but, but I, but I don't think, I don't think in a month of Sundays, which is why I, I risked my uh, digestive system by putting a, a, an edible hat on the line. Um, on curtain, never being able to beat Red Star. They could play a thousand times, and Red Star would beat them a thousand times.
3: But in five years' time, yeah, you're going to have yep. five by twenty. That's a hundred players in that 22, 23, 24 age bracket pushing into these other MPLs, But more
0: importantly than that as well, I think you're going to have 15, 16, 17-year-olds that have grown up where girls, and we talk about this all the time, but girls can grow up playing football and it's a normal thing and it's accepted and they have role models and it's it's part of the culture of Australia is that girls grow up playing football. So those next 15 and 16 and 17-year-olds in 10, 15 years' time, are going to be at l- even a level above what those NTC players are at now. The future is really, really bright. I just wish I could sim five or six seasons. Yeah. You know, like I cannot on FIFA when I And
3: the World Cup being here is going to do oh, great things there oh, as well. When yep. when one of the best players in the world comes from Perth, there's, there's something Malachi. as well. Sam Kerr's my favourite player. Oh, I'm right, just going to yeah. put my hand up I and think, say I She's think, outstanding, right? I think she's so, so.
2: the in the world right now. But Tommy, can you give us a, a few words on on Red Star? Because, again and that the season in totality has been tremendous.
1: Well I think if you look back to the prelim last year it was a it was the game that they lost to Perth. Um they lost that on a rain soaked wet windy night and they went toe to toe with um Murdoch University Melbourne for that whole season basically and they lost the title on the final day. So they came into that final series they lost to Perth and I think that was really the catalyst for this season sort of being what it was because I've spoken to a lot of players in a lot of the interviews I've done throughout the year and their whole sort of ethos was we didn't win anything last year. We had this amazing season. We've got to make up for lost time. We've got to make up for borrowed time in a sense. And we saw that as early as the night series final. They were 2-0 down after 11 minutes against Balcada and then they stormed back to win 4-2 after extra time. And that was that was just a sign of things to come for me. And since then they've been absolutely relentless. They've got that perfect blend between youth and experience. Um, how long some of these experienced players continue to stay at, at Red Star will be another question. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many of them continue again, especially after the season they've had. I mean, can you get any better than an unbeaten season? Can you get any better than winning all four trophies? And well, you, well, you that can.
0: Sweep? That, we, we we had the Impeccables uh, title there for grabs for most of the season and they had Perth uh, rob them of that. But you're right, there, there is very little room for growth. Uh, and and I, I sort of think about that as what, what is the motivation for next year for these players?
1: Well, it's doing it again, isn't it? And it's, and it, and, and, and it's it, and doing it's, it again. It's doing it again. It's backing up and showing that it wasn't a fluke. And it wasn't down to the fact that so many of the teams, the other teams in the league were perhaps going through transition phases or were perhaps missing key players for large portions of the season, such as Caitlin Douglas at Perth. Obviously, Gemma Crane didn't play at Perth all year. yeah Stonel. Mum FC lost a lot of players in the off season. NTC really flew up. Fremantle City had injuries all throughout the year, weren't able to get their best team on the pitch. So you've... So so Red Star's motivation will be doing it again and doing it in an even more emphatic, emphatic way possible. And that's a good thing for me because that's the standard. And that's the standard that we've seen it with our own eyes. We've done so many games this season, Sean, and we've watched Red Star, and they are so impressive from back to front. There's not a weak spot in their team, and they are the standard that the other teams below them need to yeah, reach. I,
0: I completely agree with that, and I think they are uh, the, the one of the best football teams. I've said it a few times now. I would love to see the. And the, the, when you go back to thinking of your classic footballing uh, teams, and you want to think of like 2021 Liverpool playing against you know the Invincibles Arsenal side, I would love to see the uh, Mum FC team with Tia and Katarina and uh, Ella come up against this Red Star team. I think that would be just mouth watering, your, your face just. Uh, erupted in delight. It would be an incredible game, wouldn't it? But but this is what this is what I think the problem is, and there is no solution to it. That but, but I w- I would love the quality to just like be better across the league. The only way it's going to be better is, yeah, in in years time, bringing those talents through. But
3: or recruitment. So we spoke about it at the pub earlier. Subi have stepped up. They've got a great coach, and then they just got two of the best players to play in the NPL in Western Australia two Australian ex-internationals, one of them that's banged in. They
0: don't grow on trees though, David.
3: Where where are you going to get the next two? Well, we only need four and it'll change (laughs) the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, and if any of you are listening, the beaches are great here. And and if if you've been to the Perth beaches and you don't think they're good enough, go down south. They're even better. There's no better place to live if you think living on the East Coast is great. It is... WA is the place to be. You might not get as much money, but you can come into the studio and be on the podcast whenever you want as well. If that twists your arm.
1: In all seriousness, we've had a um, we've seen in recent season. I don't know why Football Australia have done away with this competition, but they used to have a competition in the men's the MPL finals, and that was where all the champions of each league would play in a knockout tournament with the other eight champions of the other eight states, and they'd essentially play in knockout form. Now Bayswater got to a final against Blacktown City in, in 2015. And there are other teams who have done quite well in the competition through 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 the years as well. It's They've actually done a lot better in that competition than they have done in the Australia Cup, ironically. And I would love to see, especially with women's football, maybe not quite at the level of the men's, I don't think we're going to see a national second division in terms of the women's competition anytime soon, Australia-wide, which is which is unfortunate. But I think it's going to be a lot more years until that comes around. And also, I don't think we're going to see an Australia Cup either, which has been such a great competition in terms of getting these NPL teams and these A League teams and sort of linking the grassroots with the professional game over here. Can we give what, a quick what, shout what, out? Can we give um, a quick
0: shout out to Sydney at fifty six, as well? We first can, first non A League side to make an Australia Cup final.
1: We can absolutely. But what I was going to say he's was, not, he's if, not that
0: keen about it. Carry on, Tommy.
1: All I was going to say was, if they at least brought in an MPL finals for the women's competition, and at least had this situation where we could get the eight champions of the respective states in, because I think this Perth Red Star team would give a really good game to the the champions of the New South Wales competition, the Victorian competition, the Queensland competition. Tasmania. And and, and that Tasmania
0: is, is not a state. I just want to, and neither is the Northern Territory. But carry Do you on. You know what?
3: They and, push uh, the glory. Uh, if you talk about an Australia Cup. Red Star would have a red-hot crack at it, I think.
1: It's just something that I think we can use to kind of maybe bridge that gap a little bit and see how good this Red Star team really is and and at least give them the opportunity to perform on an an interstate stage.
0: Before you go to Kalicha, is Tasmania a state? Did I just... Yes, it is. It is. Sorry, sorry. Did Tasman- you go to school? <laughs> sorry to all Tasmanians. <laughs> yeah, it's a, lo- a very long time ago now, David. But apologies to all Tasmanians listening, which is probably not many. But please write in if you are a Tasmanian listening to this and you want to give me my uh, the serve that I deserve.
2: Kiliji, there's two stories I know about Tasmania. One is that they have the highest population of um, <laughs> That's in, in, in Australia,
0: be good. and the other one is
2: that uh, that story about Robbie who has a friend with webbed feet from Tasmania. But going back to um, Going back to the the podcast. I wanted to cut that out, right? No.
3: Yeah, I hope so. No.
2: I wanted to um I wanted to speak You're from
3: New Zealand,
0: right?
2: You leave Tasmania alone. What what a farmer and their sheep (laughs) do in the privacy of their own farm is none of your business, okay?
0: Oh, I don't have any sheep.
2: So going back to to Red Star, um, there's an interview that we've done with Shawnee. Billum and with Jake Holman, who was superb in the game, by the way. And it was really difficult for us to figure out who the
0: um,
2: man of football over the game was because they were all
0: terrific. It but was actually the same. I mean, we, we said Andy Higgins was by, like, by far and above, and in a way he was, but it was kind of the same with both games. Like the, the team effort and the way all the cogs work together in that machine. Yeah. yeah. But absolutely in the women's, especially.
2: Um, and they were talking about the absolute relief it was like it wasn't a case of let's celebrate this because we've done something like we've we've knocked off or, or climbed the mountain or so to speak they were just going oh the pressure is, mm. is off us right
0: you now set because, that expectation and if yeah. you don't meet it it's a disappointment and you can't exceed it and that that's where i worry about about that motivation to carry on but yeah finish off
2: and 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 they were just saying like we can now just kind of like breathe because every single team has come at us with their highest like biggest level standard and and then like you're saying you then put that pressure on yourself when in a regular season when you've already lost your second game or something like that you're just going oh cool what if the ducks back let's bounce back and get it going so i think i think next year we potentially might see something even bigger from them because they might go there's no pressure on us we've already we've already climbed this mountain again like we don't need to climb the mountain and do it backwards so to speak like they've they've already done it so i'd be cool to see what they look like if they're If they all stay together next year, especially like Olivia Wood, man, this is her first season playing MPL, and she was superb. So imagine her getting an extra season and an extra crack at it and being more used to the team. But it'd be good to see what they're like next year where, quote unquote, there's less pressure on them and they can play a little bit more carefree as well.
1: Yeah, Olivia Wood, Grace Montero, um, Andrea Teixeira as well, who was the player of the game in the uh, State Cup final and, and Ruby Cohen as well. Shout out to her. She's actually injured both of her um, ACLs over the past couple of what? years. She, she's, been, she's been out of the team for the second half of the year. So she's, um, yeah, real shame for her to sort of miss the back end of the campaign because she's a real sort of up and comer as well. But yeah, they've, they've obviously got the experience, but they've got the young players coming through as well.
0: All right, let's wrap it up there for part one. Tommy, I'm going to throw it over to you and put you on the spot. You did it live on uh, on air on the weekend, you ran through the results from Friday to Sunday. I'm going to try and get you to do that as quick as you can. Any quick thoughts we have in our heads, we're going to roll through them because there there was too much action. Like I said, over a thousand minutes of commentary that we did over the weekend. Too much to sum up. Go through each game and we'll just fire it off.
1: Right. Friday night, Joondalup City one, Curtin University one. I can't even remember it. Penalty shootout, wasn't it?
0: Well
3: Penalty shootout in from the curtain, lad. Yeah, and I
0: absolutely jinxed the uh, the poor fella stepping up to take the penalty to lose the game. And I said, statistically, across world football, this is the lowest success rate penalty in the world, is when you miss, you lose. And he stepped up and smashed it straight at the goalkeeper. That's my memory from that game. Moving on.
1: Div 2 reserves. Karamar Shamrock Rovers 2, Swan United 1. All the goals scored in the first half hour.
0: He's good, isn't he? That's That's my thought on that game. It, it was
1: actually quite an open game. It was, it was entertaining. Very well, entertaining.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was good. Next one.
1: Um, under eighteen Saturday morning, Perth Glory beat Bayswater by a goal to nil. Goal to
0: nil. That was it. That was st- uh, tactically very, very entertaining. I have never seen a team two banks of four, four four two, sit in deep. And I was saying to Tommy on the call, it's weird to say that and say like this is this is not normal. It, that, like the game has changed so much that two banks of four is. Almost a throwback. It, well, it is a throwback. Um, but they just sat deep. They, their fullbacks did not push on. They defended. But yeah, glory. Uh, Joel and Asmo, I, I called out. Watch him. Scored in the first uh, opening minutes with the header, and then uh, didn't they? No more goals after that.
1: Uh, no, that was the twenties. The eighteens was the twice taken. Oh, the twice taken. The twice taken penalty from Quarren and Go. Right. Shout out. Oh. Ro- shout out, Robert Sinclair, the unluckiest goalkeeper in the it's world. My most
0: hated rule, apart from the handball rules. But save yep. the
1: first penalty. That's um, again. There was a retake yep. because Sinclair had apparently gone too early off his line.
0: Yeah, couldn't really tell from where we were, but...
1: The retake happened. He saved, saved it the second again. penalty, but then Ngo followed up. Oh. And and he was so unfortunate. He saved two penalties and obviously just escaped and you him. still lose.
0: Just yeah. got
3: to do better. Just got to do better. Save two penalties and you still... To be fair, the cojones to still be able to put the tap in away... Mm. I reckon i put that over the bar after missing two pens. Yeah, it
0: was very, very reminiscent of uh, Xavi Alonso's uh, missed penalty being followed in in the Champions League final. No, Not quite as high stakes, but carry on, Tommy. Uh,
1: game four, Hyundai NTC three, Perth Red Star one. That was the women's under-21s NPL, Claudia Hollis second-half brace.
0: Far too strong. She was really good. Found a lot of space, yep. Very, and Iskia
1: Brooking shout out. We're yes. going to see a lot Ooh, of her next yes, year. Yes, she yes, is yes, great. Yep. Uh, the fifth game, the one you referred As- to no, earlier, Joel mean, and Asimo's third-minute goal. Uh, Glory had a plethora of chances. This could have been 3-4. They were far too good for Red Star
3: yeah. in so, the
1: 20s. Um are so all coming back to me now. Yeah, Glory got the win. They they hung, hung on in the end. Uh, we've talked about the two MPL finals. Obviously, Red Star 3, Hyundai NTC 0, and Florida Thunder 2, Perth Red Star 3, Florida Thunder 2, 0 leaders. And then Sunday... It was Forestfield United. Still
0: four games to go. I it, just listening to you rattle off the scores. I'm getting tired. We, we were there for every single game.
1: Well, I'll be quick. Forestfield United two Subiaco <laughs> nil. Um, wasn't the best game. For Forestfield, the champions in that league, a little bit too much class on the day. Game nine, Fremantle City nil Subiaco nil. Probably. The least best game we did on the week. I'm not going to say worst because I did say worst. It was the worst game we did of the week. It was the worst game was, we did of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: um,
1: Subiaco were probably unlucky not to win the game in regular time. They had more chances. And you want to shout out a friend who was captaining the Fremantle City team, Sean
0: Granish on the volley. Shout out, Louis. Shanked it, absolutely. He had a moment that I, I put in the group chat. In another timeline, we play this clip at your wedding. Uh, he mate, he's he's on the double. stepped up on the volley. missed it. also, <laughs> uh, I called it a, uh, sen- uh, no, what was it? A, an a ama- mate, a sensational back heel from a sensational captain early on when we didn't have any audio. So nobody heard it. Only the uh, bench who, uh, who did pass on the message. Um, he came off, didn't even get to take a penalty, which I was very disappointed about, but <laughs> what I was very happy, probably the best thing Louis did all day, sent me through notes on their goalkeeper, uh, Morgan who had saved two of his last four penalties uh, and then went to... And I said on the commentary that no one heard because we didn't have audio that if this goes to a penalty shootout, maybe that's their edge. Maybe this goalkeeper say. No, they didn't miss three, saved all three penalties for a record of five out of seven, which for a penalty taker is good. For a goalkeeper... As I said on the comms, stratospheric. What a player. Morgan, what's his last name?
1: Richards. There you go. 3-0 in a shootout. You don't say that often. Uh, Game 10, Southwest Phoenix 2. UWA, Netherlands 0. That's Women's State League Division 1. Goal at the start, goal at the end. UWA played okay, but Southwest Phoenix beat too much class. And then Olympic Kingsway nil, Manchester City one. Um, Manchester City brought a great following to this. They made so much noise. You probably would have heard it on the live streams. We tried to sort of just stay as quiet as we possibly could, to kind of let the noise of the game um, mm. take sort of the last game of the weekend. How, are the,
0: how are the heads, Manchester City fans? If you, choose, I reckon on Tuesday, if they listen to this. They're still hungover.
1: And Joe O'Brien got the winner, um, the golden boot winner in the league. So fitting that he finished the season with that goal and Mandra took some silverware after a good year they can, finished second. Can, and isn't, it,
3: isn't it great to see support at local football? Oh yeah, it is. And if Mandra can carry that form and carry that group of people behind them next year, they a good shot for the MPL. Yeah. Isn't it I great? Agree.
0: Isn't it also great to see a great man rattle off eleven results consecutively? as tired as he is, and get everything right. And I'm sitting here trying to chirp All off All the way. In. And you're am getting it wrong. Yeah.
3: And ruining it can you it shut and up and let me talk, it.
0: Dave? But, uh, but give him a round of applause. Tommy Dolman, you are the king of kings. We'll be back with part two after this. You can go in and say something nice if you want, uh, Dave. But this is going to be our part two, which... Is in honor of uh, one of your personal segments, "Old Man Yells at Clouds." So, if you want to yell nice things at a cloud, you're more than welcome. But, but most people don't. So we're so not gonna we're not gonna yell nice. Things. Do you know what annoys me? Do you know what really grinds my gears about football? People that say the two nil lead is the most dangerous lead in football. When statistically, and I just know this off the top of my head, and I just didn't say it in part one. Opta Sports tells me that if you have a 2 0 lead, Kalichi, you only lose two point one percent of matches. Seems like a two-nil lead's pretty good. Yeah, sure, but I, I want to know how many games you draw or you, you don't. Win. You, you draw ninety-seven percent of them. It's a terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, so go on, Dave. What, what have you got? It. What have you got in your bonnet? What bees have you got in your bonnet? Can we what just you... say
2: that this section has come out because almost every. At the end of every podcast, Dave is definitely our number one fan because he listens, but then he'll send us an, a message. He sends us more abuse than anyone. And tell us all the things that he likes or didn't like, all the deep cuts that he appreciated, all the hockey references, or the fact that we called Perth or red star Perth Shout out
0: to Mario Lemieux. Shout out to me not eating a hat. He's annoyed about that as well. Shameful. So,
2: uh, Dave, without any further ado, yell at the cloud.
3: Okay. Let's start with the big elephant in the room. violence. Don't
0: talk about Josh
3: like that. Big ears. <laughs> The violence in the sport wow. is beyond criminal and we're dealing with it in different ways. So a referee gets hit, life ban. A player gets hit, not even a season.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. A lot of testosterone in that. And yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with you.
3: I'm going to wind it back a bit and Sean didn't need a hat. He did not. I Didn't have to. <laughs> I want to point out the shoddy streaming that we got for a bunch of people that maybe that was the highlight of their football career on the weekend and we just couldn't get it right. What, the audio and the... Uh, As I said... Tell me what happened. Are we talking
4: about the quality of the stream itself?
3: So in the 18s on Friday night, two kids scored probably the most important goals of their young careers and nobody got to see it.
2: Sean had the commentary of his life in that moment where the season finished and it uh, got a yeah, yeah. uh, oh, little, little
4: jitters.
0: I, and, I'm and genuinely asking because I was there just commenting on it. I don't know what happened. So what happened? No, on
4: eighteenth.
3: there was no video. We was, we saw footage from about fifty eight minutes. Yeah.
0: It's a it is a shambles. I, and
4: I'm I know And, and there was there was uh, did Football West put out a an apology for the they said we're checking out with the that, was that on Friday night that that
3: happened that they, yeah. they put that post out yeah sorry that we didn't get it right I mean to be
2: fair to them they outsourced that
0: so yeah but, the, uh, but yeah I yeah but they
3: got a refund yeah but who do
0: you go to like th- but this is the thing if you wh- whatever resource whatever products you're bringing in that's on you and and if you if you're not getting the product that you want that you should be paying for you find someone else to do it uh, so I'm, I am totally with you and there's nothing more frustrating than me to me like I said I've I've gone to three or four games this year where I've tried to do commentary and the microphone hasn't been working. They haven't been able to get it done. Or, so he,
2: I, or he calls an entire
0: game bent over looking into it. Yeah. So, so a that Bailey Brown Montgomery goal, not only did it cut out when I said he has won the league, I was crouched over yelling into the side of that camera because the microphone wasn't working. And I, I, I said to the guy that was doing it, he's a, really, he's a, he's a great bloke. I really like him. There's something wrong with the equipment. It's, it's not him, it's, it's either the company, it's Football West, they don't communicate, they don't talk. I'm with you, I'm yelling at that cloud with you.
3: Okay, let's yell at the cloud that is the MPL women's one-sided nature, top to bottom. No comment. In contrast and juxtaposition, the MPL men's went down to the last day so of the season. So good. If we can get that product into the NPL women's, Game changer. It'll howdy, grow. It'll grow. To, Give it some time. Howdy, and it'll grow. To
4: be, to be fair, as well, last season's league went down to literally the, the last minute of the game.
0: But 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 it was again in a very different way. It was two teams two and, teams, then, yeah, a long way, and yeah, then and then yeah. and then a huge gap to third.
3: Come on, next cloud. We've yelled at a couple. Podcasters calling the newest Perth team in the league, Perth. They're Red Star. Two the times. glory of glory. And Perth, so, or Perth. But, yeah, but do we have to call them Perth Soccer Club? Sure. Yeah, but you can't pick one and it be the newest one.
0: Did we say it in
3: context though? Because I
0: think that's. No. Oh, I think it's a little
3: bit different. If no. You have... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure.
4: I'm not sure if it's just an error. It's like it we said, oh Perth, and then later gone, like Perth. Yeah, it's like we spent an entire episode calling them Perth. It's like yelling at the cloud, It's like, gentlemen, I'm yelling at the cloud. Look, it's like
0: some idiot. Yeah, right,
4: sometimes like, you think there's a cloud there. Can you let the man yell at the cloud? No, no. It's like, five
0: it's, minute it's, Segment is five it's minutes like up already. Some idiot trying to do a graphic and putting Perth Soccer Club instead of Perth Glory.
3: Disgraceful. <laughs> Disgraceful. Uh, while we're on Perth Red Star, what is that capitalized S in the middle of? The what night? are you? What are you doing? <laughs>
4: That's, that's that's actually that is one for the Perth Red style media that's team, I reckon. Yeah, come on, go on, do
0: do your favourite one, do the but one you wanted to put talk a about. To put out a, put at out out a, a statement. A space in the middle.
4: Put put out a statement. Why did a joke?
0: Why do you get a capital
4: in the middle of a word?
0: Stupid. Uh, why, why did Chicharito get a put? Chikorito on the back of his shirt. That's not even his name. I don't know why, why that
4: popped into my head. Carry on. Why, why did they choose Red Star and a, a stylized Eastern Star in the first place?
3: We've lost Kalichi. We better get back to Dave. So, and the biggest bugbear in the room with Perth Red Star is they've got players claiming 250 games played for their Nonsense. club. They, and they, they are 22-ish games into, a, into I love it. I love that
0: they'll claim first season, all these trophies in our first season, and then they'll still claim 250 games for the club.
3: You can't do it. We've why got to throw it. We've got to throw it back. Full credit where it's worth. Undefeated season. All the trophies. Well done there. And the men's gave it a red hot crack too. Sorry, this
0: isn't like congratulated club. This is old man yells at cloud. Get angry, Dave. Anything to yell out from the amateur leagues?
3: Oh, can we get started? <laughs> we, you said we've already gone over the five minutes.
0: Just do one.
2: No, do as many as you want. I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs>
3: okay, so there's people shredding, shredding other clubs' facilities when they all play in local parks provided by state, federal, or local councils. Nobody plays in, Oh, maybe there's one or two that might play in a club owned facility or a social club owned facility, but you can't hang crap on one club for having lesser council facilities than you yeah. have.
0: You do have to get the chips and gravy right though. That is the one thing I will say at any club.
3: Yeah, spot on. Uh, the other one that I've got on the, in the Sunday Leagues, look, I could go on forever. Share what you have with everybody else. And I'm going to shudder when I say this, but be more like Kingsley. They they VO games, they have photos, and they send them to every other club that they play against. No ifs, no buts. They will share your social media posts. Shout out Kingsley. No, no. Uh, Give them the yeah. button.
4: One, one of my old clubs, actually. So.
3: Yeah. Be like them. Don't. A mate of mine scored the best goal he scored in his life in a Div 2 Rezies game, and the team we scored it against wouldn't give us the VO footage. Boo. Boo. Boo wins. Oh, it just makes me grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah,
4: <laughs> share, share, share your VO footage. I agree with that one. Yeah, That's a good cloud to yell at.
3: No amateur team is going to sit there and for 90 minutes and analyze that Div 2 amateur reserves game.
0: I'll tell you what, 2023. This might have to be a regular segment. If you can't come into the studio, we might have to get you mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, on the phone to uh, do old man Yells at cloud. Kalichi wants you to say one more thing. He's got one more cloud. He wants you to yell out before we uh, sign off here on part two. Don't, 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 this is a cloud that he wants to yell out. Don't make this me. Yeah, but this man has got so many clouds he wants to yell at. And you know what? He would have had a problem a cloudy day recently. Would have had a problem at Dorian Gardens on the weekend. Not a cloud in the sky. But carry on, David. <laughs>
3: Our game gets bad press or no press, and it makes me so angry, so angry that... Did it, you hear about the fight recently on the weekend down at that club? That's
0: it, all it gets in the West, isn't it?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Bad press or no press. There's got to be more people, more local football people, people like you. Like us, yes. Oh, can we cut that out?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, wear press.
3: <laughs> more local good football people doing it for themselves. Just proper football man. Oh, David, you
0: are a good, local, proper football man. And it has been such a pleasure having you in. Thank you so much for coming in, for being a part of part one and and just being a normal human. And then for being an angry man yelling at a cloud. Before
2: you go, uh, Twilight, Hunger Games or
0: Harry Potter? Uh, You have to choose one.
3: I I don't think I've watched any of Twilight. I've watched one Hunger Games and I haven't watched Harry Potter.
0: Just go with Harry Potter, I think. Hunger Games by no, default.
3: It's be Hunger default. Games. Default.
0: <laughs> default, <laughs> default. No, but do you think, do you think Harry Potter is going to be worse than Hunger Games or better? That's all we've got to go off.
3: Can I say The Lord of the Rings? No, that's yes, even. That's
0: probably the worst of the four. Yes. Toughest competitor you've played against.
3: Toughest competitor. I've what played about against?
2: the guy who scored and took his pants off?
3: <laughs> that wouldn't be appropriate in 2020.
0: No. 2022, mate.
3: You're that too. wouldn't be appropriate That's in two
4: 2022. <laughs> COVID. Someone <laughs> tell this guy there's been a pandemic and... I ch- I we spent two years in this. our houses.
3: <laughs> I chased you around the goals.
0: It wasn't even a mid-strength. It was it was a light. It was one of those Colonial small hours. Uh, so we should
3: like get a, a sponsorship from Colonial for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we should no, not. Ch- no, but they are changing their names. Once uh, they
3: do that, then we can uh, do that. and continue. They are, yeah,
0: Yeah, competitive. Shout out to the Queen.
3: Wow. Toughest competitor that I have played against, my inner demons. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to this
0: man. Shout out to this man. We'll see you back in part three on the Perth Football Podcast. And we are back for part three. The review, the season review. We've lost a David, but we've gained a Josh, a JC, the man to my right, the greatest man, Josh Chite. Thank you.
4: Thank you very much. Did, have you always been calling me JC or, or has someone told you that I get called
0: <laughs> that? No, No, that was just a new thing. Because I'm I surprised you, you came get called in, at all. I, it's uh, Calling you the greatest man and not realizing the initials, but oh. we were talking before about the great range of initials we've got in here. We've got a TD, we've got a KO, we've got a JC, and then just this SF ruins it over here. Yeah. TD, JC, As a 49ers fan, I can appreciate the SF. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you don't can. see enough TDs, is that why? All right, let's start with the review. All right, you now you take it away. Go on. What do you What do you want to talk about, Galici?
2: We are going to have a quick uh, MPL review where we talked about some of our highlights, some of our lowlights, some of the things that we thought kind of stood out from the season. Um, we would wanted to give a players who we thought had a great year, but might not necessarily have caught everyone's eye, or probably. Or or potentially not been represented in the votes that we've got coming out. Also, thank you all for contributing the votes, um, and and the comments about them. So so Tommy, you've put out some questions for us to answer, but can you take it away, mate? What what's uh what's your 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 three to one or some of the reviews or takeaways that you've had from the season?
1: So I I kind of just wanted to sort of do a little bit of a, a category sort of push around the room, just a bit of a discussion. Doesn't have to be a debate, just for our own sort of insights as to what we sort of thought of the men's it's and women's season, and. Yeah, but it's everyone's own opinion based on what they've seen throughout the year. So I was sort of thinking our own three, two, one in terms of the women's and the men's competition. So I don't know if you've got a three, two, one to hand, Sean, in terms of the women's this year. Or what do
0: you in terms, terms of the, uh, the the players or games we've
1: watched? Well, you can take or, it whatever direction it. you want. It could be the best three players in the league in your eyes this season. It can be the three most important players for that you've seen who've made the biggest contribution. What if, whatever, whatever. But, but you
0: want to talk about players, not, uh, not individual moments or games
1: if we're talking we can do everything as well we can do that later
0: yeah if we're talking players i want to give a little shout out to kai matthews at uh sterling uh, if we're talking about players that may have not got the the props that they might have deserved a kid his age come into the best defense in the league pu- and play the amount of games he has and put in the performances he had uh i just want to throw him out there i'm not going to do a three two one but I, I want to give him a shout out josh you got some any some ideas
4: Oh, a few of the unsung heroes. Um, I think, uh, I reckon Joey tweets mm. from Sorrento. Uh, I played against him in the amateur world cup over the summer and he absolutely towed me up. So watching him towel up other MPL players, uh, makes me feel a little bit better about my own football is as terrible as I am. Uh, and, uh, some of the defenders, as well, obviously, don't get the credit. As uh, one of our our listeners who complained, uh, not a not a early on, <laughs> early on in the year. I think so that's the defenders don't two, get a lot of yeah. credit. Also, but.
0: I want to give a quick shout out to Oliannis for apparently all the dingoes he consumes. I don't understand the reference. I've just seen the joke on Facebook, so <laughs> thought I'd throw that one out there. Yeah, uh,
4: I I guess so. Uh, <laughs> we always find a way to throw a joke <laughs> something completely right. like Wake and fright, or something. I I don't know. I genuinely don't know. The uh, um. Uh, the other one, and uh, I was talking uh, to Kalichi a, a while back and he was asking me about, because we've asked all of the, the players their opinion on player of the year, and, and we sort of did mock-up ones for ourselves. Just to be clear to the listeners out there, none of our votes wound up in the in the pot. We didn't decide who, who wound up getting nominated, um, but uh, I was saying, you know, I would, I, I would have given three to Daryl, because I just don't think you can have the season he's had uh, without getting the recognition, but... Uh, I said, oh, my number two is uh, Luke Palmatier. Um Yeah, for sure. And I think if you shepherd a back line, especially coming up from a division below, and you shepherd the back line and you steer the ship the way that he has, and he has just been unflappable all season, and he's not a player that steps forward into midfield, plays lots of passes, or he, he's, he's not a player that uh, goes in sliding into tackles all that often. But... His positioning is really, really good. He loses very few challenges in the A, scored a couple of goals from free kicks and corners, and he's pretty much exactly what you want at the back. a Sort of player who just inspires confidence in the rest of the team, knowing that uh, you've you've got a rock there, you've got a bedrock to rely on. You've just picked the best player in terms of like optostats for defending. So he, he didn't a, make the I'm, state
0: team. What a disgrace. He didn't make the state um, team. Get David back do, in. Do the you yellow just not want to club. be there or
1: my my three two one for the men's, uh, Daryl picks himself. Uh, he probably will be a three-time gold medal winner by the end of the season. That is goat status in the MPL era, goes without saying. Um, my, my two would go to Bailey Brown Montgomery. I think not just for the moments that he's brought throughout the year, but particularly in that period of the season when Florent did were missing Rob Petkov, I think he stood up, he led the line, he was the decisive factor in a couple of those games they were in a little bit of a rut. They'd won one, just one in five. Massive performance at Sorento. Hattrick got the winner at Sterling as well. Those two games in a row were the catalyst for Florida to go on and win the league. They, they only lost once since then. And then my one, similar line to, to Josh, um, not necessarily Palmatia. I went for Bosdet. He was huge in a lot of games this year. He made a lot of saves. Um, I thought he was crucial. He kept, he kept stealing in a lot of games throughout the season they had the best defense in the league and you don't have the best defense in the league without a very good goalkeeper. And he was a big reason why Sterling were able to get into the top four by I'd season's end.
0: I'd throw Jason Soldaris in there as well right. then for that same reason, because uh, his his performances were superb. They, they soaked up a lot more pressure, I think, than Sterling. And if you were to put a highlight reel together, I think both of them would have the same number of just absolutely world-class saves. So shout out to that. I think hands down the two best goalkeepers in the men's competition. Yeah, Posztel
4: probably the best time waster uh, in the league as well. <laughs> I he, didn't he, he think must he I reckon. As good as I thought he was he's, a, he's an absolute showman. No, I reckon he he protected a fair few leads in the, in the last few minutes of games and not just
0: No, I'm so, I'm going to say I'm going to say I was really disappointed. That was the one area of his game you I was thought disappointed it could have been then. a bit
4: more extreme. I thought he was going to be
0: such a shithouser. And he he really didn't reach the heights that I was expecting. I've seen the man play FIFA, and he will do <laughs> literally whatever it takes to win. Li- what whatever it takes, uh, he will unplug your controller. He will he will complain. He will cause a blackout. Like he he will do whatever it takes. I didn't see that same level of uh, total. Uh, yeah,
4: arsehole Do you is think like he's it. a more competitive FIFA player than he is? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously. There is, there is a story. You
2: can ask him about this. But he would swindle people online. He would play them, lose the first Back game the close, yeah. and then play them again and just narrowly Like beat the pool them. shark. Oh, yeah, then, a like, classic he pool shark. He, yeah. he would just pool yeah. shark them.
0: Classic yeah. hustler. Um, yeah.
2: In terms of mine, I'll, I'll go the complete different way. I will um give it to players who, like we all have an idea of who the top three are in the league but I want to give some people some, some, some love that haven't necessarily gotten it but have had great seasons um, Harry O'Brien has been terrific this season um, the work that he has done for that Coburn team yep. um, his performance in the final as well and, and, and in the same light as, as Daryl Nickel where big game players make big time plays and big time moments to take an NFL adage um, when when the lights have been brightest for him so to speak he's been superb um, two hat tricks in a row yeah he, he, did, he did have two hat tricks in means? a row <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how I didn't get
2: three and two to get try, I'm sorry, I was trying. I was trying <laughs> <laughs> to. I was the trying to find finish. a way. I was I trying know. to find
4: a. I was trying to find a way to explain it to you without like interrupting. I, I just thought I just thought you were doing the Jose
2: Mourinho. thing. Just three, interrupt him. That's three my, three that's times my strategy. Um, I want to give um Abdul Osman a shout out as well. He has been terrific this year. The the work that he's done for sorry Abdulahi. Yeah, thank um, you. Abdulahi Osman. I want to give him some some love as well. the The performances that he's had for Armadale, he's been an absolute
0: talisman in that team and. Back to, Com- to Coben really quickly. We've got to give a shout-out to Robbo for that goal in the Australia Cup as well. Yes. Yeah, and and just a just a very exciting, fun player to watch every single season. Sorry, carry on. I, I only did one player, so I feel like I can throw. You uh, throw had Daniel the chance to give as many players as you want, and you've given I three ha- now. I've given many. I've had many chances,
2: and I've wasted, I've squandered them all. <laughs> um, yeah, going going back to Osmond, the performances that he's had this year, he's been a real catalyst for that team. And even even when you think about that cup final, the reason why they struggled was because he had no help in that midfield. And then when Charlie Kinner came on, you could see the energy that he had there, that gave Osman a little bit more space to perform and and, and those two worked so well. Sorry, so, I want to hear from you. You were talking love. about
0: a redhead called Charles, and I was just my, my mind was elsewhere this week. So, I, I'm with you now. Yeah.
2: Um, and and the the player that uh it's become kind of clear to me how important this person's been, especially with the love that they've been getting on the post is, is Paddy Hughes. You forget that he's 17, yeah, he's, and a, he's he's a fan favorite, and he's playing goalkeeper as well, for to Like, that's
4: that's a tough team. Well,
0: you'd say, you'd say he's. Cold hero, I
4: I th- I'd say he's cold hero, hero status. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah and, he's and, a hero. and they had they had uh, James A Morgan for a while as well, and they've sort of been looking for that replacement because he was their keeper for years and years. Obviously, saved that memorable penalty in the uh, in the Australia Cup. Yeah. All right, That's quick my, shout out. My, to, my quick...
1: shout out front to uh, by the way, Gustavo and Chris at Sorrento as well. Right. Those two are great to watch at the points. here. We end. need
0: to move on to our best women uh, of the season. Uh, I'm going to throw in the best player I've enjoyed watching the most this season is we have mentioned her in the part one, but Georgia Cassidy. I think just, just someone who always has that snap, that bite and that, that tenacity that you don't always see in the women's game, but we are seeing more and more as she's got an edge to her. Doesn't she, she does? She does uh, absolutely wonderful player. I've, and then <laughs> it's going to sound like it's the uh, NTC podcast, but I've got to go with Tanika Lala as well. Uh, player at that age to just be the best striker in the league. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm all about
4: that. She's been fantastic. Sh- other shouts? Oh well, obviously I have got to give a shout out to Tanika. I mean, I remember um, when you don't have to, mate. He no, does. I do because country,
0: country girls got to stick together.
4: No, well, I remember when I was at um, and you know, obviously a big shout out to her club, Calgary College, and and all of the and the fields, the Country Week team and, and Soccer Association there, and everybody who's worked with her uh, in her time in the game. And I remember when um we got Gareth Naven out to do some uh, trainings with the Talent Support Program, and her and Jess were there. And after the session, he said, you know. Tanika and Jess, you know, we've got to get them in for, for the NTC trials. We've got to get them exposed to to football in Perth. And um, I think Tanika's just shown, uh, you know, just, just how incredible she is that she's basically stepped straight out of playing country football in a, a four-team competition where, frankly, you know, her and Jess, it last I think Jess Flannery scored something like 91 goals, which means Tanika must have had over 60 assists <laughs> yeah. last season. Yep. And uh, they've come in and shown that it 100% translates to the big city. So I'll
0: also say, look, Larissa Walsh and Kim Carroll, we've got to take as red star. Um, Best forward and best defender in the league, I think by quite some distance. I would say Emily Dunn doesn't probably get the recognition she deserves in that back line. Starts a lot of attacks and is just so solid. Tommy? Tommy? A few more from you from this season.
1: Uh, I, I did a provisional three two one on the women's as well. Um, Jay Coleman, for me, player of the year, absolutely love her. I think she's great. I think she's the player that makes everything tick. I think she steps up. She drives the team forward. Um, and it allow, and she a lot of what Billum and Bennett do, which is so successful, goes through her. She feeds into the strikers as well. So she, for me, is my player of the year. I'd give her my three if. It meant anything, which it doesn't, obviously, as we've stated before. Uh, my two goes to Lurista Walsh just because I think in the early part of the season when the games were there to be won, she stepped up and scored the goal. She scored in their first nine. That record tailed off a little bit. But for impact alone, mm. she was really good in terms of her finishing. And she's backed it up. She's done it two years in a row. So I think she deserves a lot more credit. And I think we forget how well in comparison to previous years. Yeah. And my one... I need to preface this by saying Kim Carroll's in a category of her own, and she is outside of the votes because she is just unreal. <laughs> but my third vote goes to Alyssa Van Huerk because I think she has been just about the best defender in the league, barring Carroll, who's obviously got so much yeah. experience. But she has been so impressive all
4: Go year on, Josh. round. Oh, I think the other one that I was going to mention was probably Abby Meekins, who uh, loves, loves the stomach, doesn't she? She must have more goals from outside the area in the uh, the MPL era than, than, than any Coutinho. other player. <laughs> Than any other player, and, and there must be absolute daylight to the next player because the amount of goals she scores, the number of free kicks she scored, that we have a genuine free kick specialist in the league who can almost rely on to create those stunning goals. And I think someone was saying... Um, double figures in
1: goals and assists. Double figures in
4: goals and assists, which I, I don't know if there is if there is another player, maybe one of the Red Star players, but but it would be pretty unlikely there's another player that's yeah. achieved that. Check year. with
0: Opta. Kalichi, you got something to throw at us? Games
4: of the year, everybody.
0: Come on, Kalichi, you got I, any, I was going to say my,
2: my, my biggest shout out um, or someone who should get some more love but hasn't quite this year um, has been Sam Mathers. Um, the work that she's done for that Mum FC team, not only in goal but also playing fullback. Um, the conversation that we've had has been she's not just been like a shutdown fullback in terms of saying, listen, you're up against Larissa Walsh today or listen, you're up against um, Duncanson or Gale um, but they've also had the attack start from her. They've also had her going and overlapping as well um, and like like Luke said, in, in the final game of the season, he was trying his hardest to see if he could get her on the field, even if she had one leg, just to make sure that that defense would be a lot more solid. So I think she gets a little bit of love there. Yeah. Um, EJ Doused as well from Valparaiso. Oh,
0: I, did, I can't believe I didn't tell. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, thought I, I, thought I gave Gabby thought, a lot love a bit of EJ, last week. I love a bit of EJ. I love a bit of Zara Board as well. Didn't, didn't give her a, a shout out. Uh, but, but yeah, EJ. Oh, I, th- I think probably one of the best performances I've seen was her semi-final performance in a losing side that lost some penalties to Perth. And then she went out and scored a brace the next week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some player in some season. Uh, Tommy wanted to go best games. I, uh, I kind of just want to throw that open and say best moments. So, uh, and it'll probably all tie together. It doesn't have to be a 3-2-1.
4: Um, but, Josh, you got any moments that stand out? Or well, Probably two. Uh, one of them, both kind of early in the season, but Louise Tyner's equaliser for uh, <laughs> NTC. What a game. What a goal. With uh, the, with the rain Perth. driving
0: down rain at Rain driving, Inter- driving Inter- down. Inter- the commentary.
4: Her from, mum from yelling from Sean Fry. And Josh Giant was on that and game. Me, as I was though, on I believe. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, and uh, the other moment, uh, I would say, was um, when Sterling came back from 3 0 down to beat Red Star 4-3 away at yeah, Red Star. I didn't
0: see that because I was on another game. But.
4: And uh, big big Gavin Gillies coming on for one of his, I don't know, two or Rare three involvements of the entire season, coming on uh, with about 10 minutes to go and um, nodding in a header because, of course, he's going in because he's about 198 centimetres tall and he was about 10 centimeters taller than every other player on the pitch. But um, that was the moment, I think, when Sterling really stamped that they would be forced to be reckoned with in the league and that they were serious contenders. Yeah, the I, think, I think
0: my top moment of the season, uh, probably just ahead of Bailey Brown Montgomery's <laughs> league winner, um, was the judiciary team's decision to overturn the Riley Stevenson, uh, dogs over card. <laughs> I can't um, believe I didn't say that. I, that was <laughs> I've never a felt, watershed moment. I've never felt a me. greater sense of vindication than when you and I, Josh took on John O'Reilly, Tommy Dolman and Kalichio Sanwa in a battle of just football awareness and Kalichi Kalichi parried us back with you can tell these guys have never played the game <laughs> and uh and, and self-proclaimed
4: and, brains trust
0: Yeah, and, and and that vindication uh, has never been so sweet Kalichi what were your best moments
2: um i'm i'm going to have a very big sentimental one um I sent out a message at the start of the season saying, "Hey, I want to start a podcast and I want to get <sighs> to talk about the football." And now I feel Bill, like such a dick oh, for being yeah, mean yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His face and, when we were um, saying that as well, stiff <laughs> and, as a um, And and it really was a case of saying, "Look, we." I felt like the players deserved to have people talk about them. I felt like the game was great, and we just needed a little bit more eyes and attention. And, um, you know, within a day, we had people message us saying, "Hey, love the idea. Can I help here?" We had. Um, Michael Hoy get in touch and do all the media work for us for free Um, and all the graphics that you see, the logo, the designs, all of that kind of stuff. I don't go anywhere near it. Um, We've had coaches That's probably what's so good. Yeah, (laughs) We've had coaches reach out and give us information and talk to us and um, and allow us to, to interview them and their players, and allow us to learn
0: on the, the, on the way. The as people well. and players that have come into the studio: yeah. your John O'Reillys and, and Jason Soldaris and Phil Arnold? Some, some of them have the driven League. for forty-five minutes to turn up for a thirty-minute yeah. interview. Yeah. And Gabby, and, uh, the, the Diopera, the yeah. Thank the, you so much to everyone. All, all the little tips.
4: All the little, all the little. True, tips. true, true, or rumor, or, true or, or false.
0: Um, you know, and then and then,
2: obviously, like you guys who turn up, no one pays you. You turn up every week. You're here with us. You give us all the information. Tommy does this all from the dome, like straight off the dome, like a freaking
0: battle rapper. He, he does about seven hours of preparation <laughs> yeah. every single
2: weekend, though. That's um, right. Yeah. So my my favorite part of the season is kind of looking at it now and going, we sent this message out and you've all kind of joined in. And I think the last time I checked, we had six thousand listens this
0: year. So my favorite moment has been all of this. Well, so I just so feel much. like a king king piece of f- now, after hearing Kalichi,
1: <laughs> I don't know where I go from that. Um,
0: we can edit it towards the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you almost. To nah, pro- back to the back to
0: the fo- That's too suppy. We to should just
1: say that to the very end, Kalichi. I can't. I can't pro- follow that one. Okay. Now, well, my my uh, favorite. My favorite. Follow even a word. Wait,
0: don't we have? We have. <laughs> Shut up. My
2: favorite football moment was the four um, three, Perth Reds, uh, sorry, Perth, Perth SC versus um the NTC one. We were all there. We were watching the game. We had drinks. It was a great time. It was a great finish. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that that game as
0: well. Yeah, 3-2. Yeah, three, 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 two. Two. You you I thought the, it was 4-3. No no, 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 4-3 was the red star. Yeah, he's no Tommy Sterling. Dolman, is he? He's no Tommy Dolman. So let's throw over for one last time. Uh, this year. I mean, we're gonna do probably an amateur cup final one, is that right? Kalichi, we're we're planning on something like that. But we but will uh, have an amateur review. It'll be a, a really I'm sorry,
2: I'll go really quickly here. It'll be an amateur review and an amateur preview, but it'll also be a mental health check as well.
0: Oh, fantastic. But look, yeah, to wrap it up for NPL season twenty twenty two. There is no better man in Perth football. Uh I would almost argue world football. Uh <laughs> To sum up a season, to wrap it up with his greatest moments, Tommy, you have been a stalwart of the podcast, a stalwart of Football West all season. Um, I'm just going to let you take us home. What were your best moments of the year?
1: One not so serious one first, and then one from the men's, one from the women's. Uh, the not so serious one, dog on a pitch. That was one of my favorite moments of the season. It just epitomizes oh, all doobie. the things that doobie, you yeah. see on a, local, on, on a local level in WA. These things can just happen from time to time. I always go on a call. I always watch the games, and I think <laughs> expect the unexpected. And when that dog was on the field, I, I think Lily Bailey was the player who got lobbed, yep. and I was
4: like, "What on earth is that?" And well, it was she was trying dog. to get the dog out of the goal. And she, yeah, she yeah, cared too well. much about that.
0: Funnily enough, just on the dog related subject, uh, Rowan Ellis, who does uh, a lot of the camera work, you know, who's, who's absolutely um, shout it, out
1: those guys as well.
0: Uh, up there with Goran, Goran and Rowan are just the two that if they're there, you know, nothing's going wrong. They they just know they're stuff that won't make you press that button again, but yeah, but, um, but Rowan, um, <laughs> was down at the games on the weekend and, and my partner, Maddie turned up, um, who we've hung out with Rowan. We, we grabbed uh, some dinner with him before he went away on, uh, to f- do some filming on, uh, uh, you know he does does a lot of like television and movie filming as well. Uh, went off on one of his projects and then um, Maddie turned up and <laughs> I could see them sort of interact as she walked past and he gave gave her a wave and she was kind of like did that like oh hi I don't really know you but hi and then I said you, did you say hi to Rowan or it's like oh I, I don't know Adam it's like no Rowan his name's Rowan you know Rowan and then she looked at him like oh. Yes. And he said, oh yeah, I was trying to say hi. And he's like, yeah, oh yeah. How, how are the dogs? <laughs> so she remembers the dogs. She, she doesn't remember you. So that was uh, that. W- that was my dog moment of the weekend. that's that's just that's what Maddie's like, and that's probably what Lily's like as well. And if if Maddie was in goals, sh- she wouldn't be bothered about saving that ball. Make sure that dog doesn't get trodden on. Not like who was it? That said, was it Nova? That's, that's, it was uh, either me or Nova. One man. of you. Just, just, like kick, you just just kick the dog out of the way. Oh, that was Nova.
4: That wasn't me. That was definitely <laughs> Nova.
1: Jesus.
0: Sorry, Tommy. You're two serious ones.
1: Um, Game of the season, moment of the season. Uh, the comeback from Florida, late on against Perth Red Star. We've touched on it before, but those two late goals were the epitome of what they did all year long to me in terms of winning the league. They found something when they needed it the most. They used their experience. A little bit of luck at times as well, but... That for me was the epitome. They were one nil up, they were two nil down, they won the game three two. They found a way, as they did all year, and that for me epitomizes Florriate yeah. season. You've got to
0: almost bundle all those games in together though. at Flo- Red Star, the top four final, the final their final day against Armadale, the two games that they played before that that would even the an extra even, time.
4: Even the nil-nil, um well I'm just talking about the title, but even that nil-nil with Sterling with yeah. all the chances in the second a- half. Got late. it got it got it to the final day, and then we had the perfect Final I mean, actually that's the moment of the season, final day, right? Well I, it, I know I know you were saying the Bailey Brown but It's too obvious.
0: Though. But but it, but you're right, but you have to bundle them all in together. There are yeah. too
4: many great moments in that men's competition this year to, to pick one. Also, how long we were talking about how great it was gonna be and how fantastic that final day could be and, and you know it could have been a bit of a damp squib if, if someone had scored it. <sighs> I didn't
0: even night. really believe I didn't even really believe it. And when Florida went two 0 up, I was like, Oh, we're not gonna get the day we deserve but anyway, that enough about the men's of your final women's
1: uh, women's game of the season for me: the night series final. Again, that was a precursor to what we saw the whole season long. That was the only time Red Se- Red Star were behind for the whole season in that in that night series mm. final. They were two nil down. They never trailed. dangerous
0: scored football.
1: They never trailed for the whole season after 2% that. chance
0: of them losing from there,
1: and it was insane. Like their whole season, we have to finish with them. And I think for me, that was the epitome of their year. All round, um, very close second was that Mad Subi four four with Curtin. But yeah, all the props to Red Star. One final question for me to you guys before we wrap <laughs> up: an early prediction for twenty twenty three. No, Give me yeah, something.
0: The man that doesn't like doing predictions wants us to do a prediction yeah, he's four getting, months out. No, we don't. We don't know. We, we don't even know about. which players are going to be Coaches are getting sacked. Go on, Kalichi. What oh, are you predicting?
2: Uh, Big Cam T's will be back
0: and he'll have a huge year.
4: Oh, would love to Big Cam oh, T's. You, love, you love a comeback story, don't I you? I heard a
0: rumour that he was going to be at Olympic Kingsway from some idiot in this room. And then when I went to Olympic Kingsway, they said there was never any truth in that. So uh, I can squash that one for you. But hopefully at another club. Oh, they would say no, though, wouldn't they? Oh, maybe they were lying to me.
1: I'll keep it short and simple. Kingsway to make the top four next season and be right up there like Sterling. With Sterling? With Sterling? You think again? I'm not, I'm just saying Kingsway to make the top four and Gee, to be in with a chance of I, winning the title. I thought I was you're, going, you're not going to, you're not going to
4: predict a team to get relegated, are you? Or are you going out on the limb right now?
1: I'm just saying, I think Kingsway will make the top four next year. That's my men's prediction. And well, that's we'll why he wanted simple. us to
4: do it. Cause he had one in the,
0: and, <laughs> the
1: chamber. And in the, and in the women's, I think Subiaco as well. I think Subiaco will make the top four. That's an early spicy one for you. All right. I'll cheap. put,
0: I'll, yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite person of the year, though, I just want to go away from football, but my favorite person of the year is you listener <laughs> <laughs> whoever's ear holes i'm in right now whoever's wow. car speakers i am reverberating from wow um you are my favorite person especially if you're my mum, um or maddie uh oh man <laughs> but but uh or me you've got to give a bit of self-love at times as well if i'm
4: listening if you're listening right now Sean. <laughs> can this can this can you <laughs> does the music let's start now and then it just
0: <laughs> play me out Kaluchi. let's go let's go uh, That's it, guys. 2022. What a time. We'll be back for a little special episode a bit later. Um, but for now, it ain't no lie, baby. Bye. 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 Toodaloo. Ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye.
4: In all
2: seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you contribute, Um, listen, talk to us, share to us, um, comment on our pages, send us gossips, send us things that I shouldn't have shared. Um, Speak to us on the train, speak to us at games as well. It really, really has. I hope you have enjoyed it and um, seen what football is capable of doing, especially when we give them the eyes and ears um, they deserve. So thank you all so very much for doing that. Um, in terms of the podcast, hopefully you've enjoyed it and will want to support us um, as we do what we do next year. It is a lot of hard work, a lot of hours that go through here. We don't pay Sean, we don't pay Josh, we don't pay Tommy, and we appreciate the work that they do. Um, not, just, not just being part of it, but also keeping us all sane and giving us information as well. Um, so I just want to say, look, keep coming to the games, keep enjoying it, keep getting involved. Um, and as we grow, hopefully you'll still give us some kindness and patience as we grow as well. But it's been an absolute pleasure. And I think Tommy had one final word to say.
1: Thanks for the love and support, everybody. See you in 2023. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye, my
0: lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have you been, been the one. one.
2: You, you have, have been, been the one, one
4: for me. For <laughs> me. So hallowed <how laughs> Goodbye, my lover.
0: Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one. You have, you have been, been the one, one for me. Ain't no lie, baby. Bye bye bye.
3: I think, I think you should. I think you should show you some respect to the oh. Northern Redbacks and <laughs> the history they have. All right. <laughs> and, and, this and, one for
2: the end. Of, <laughs> <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a three.